0: Welcome to Purpose Inc., the podcast where we discuss corporate purpose and stakeholder capitalism. I'm your host, Michael Young. Walk into a grocery store anywhere in the United States and the miracle of modern agriculture is on dazzling display. In fact, it's an awe-inspiring exhibition of human ingenuity and innovation, and is truly breathtaking. Even during the COVID pandemic, there's food on the shelves. And despite a few wobbles in the supply chain here in the United States, with meatpacking facilities becoming hotspots of COVID, we're not dealing with food shortages or insecurity. The system's holding. And the reason that system is holding is because of massive advances in agricultural technology, of which we are all the beneficiaries, seeds, fertilizers, plant science, mechanization, have allowed us to squeeze greater and greater surplus from nature. But that surplus is not evenly distributed. The issue of food security is a monumental global challenge. The UN estimates that we need to produce 70% more food for an additional 2.3 billion people by 2015, while at the same time having less land and potentially less water. So over the coming decades, rising incomes... In the emerging world, changing tastes, urbanization, are going to drive demands for exactly the level of consumer choice that we, in the developed world, take for granted. And over that same time frame, we're going to be facing challenges in climate and other environmental stressors like water and pests that will have a significant impact on food security, So we're going to need all the innovation and science we can throw at that problem. And when I started this podcast, I asked a few people who I should talk to about sustainable agriculture, especially in the emerging world. And the name Gabriela Burian kept coming up. And today I'm pleased to be joined by Gabriella, who is the global lead for sustainable food systems at Bayer Crop Science. Gabriela grew up in Brazil and earned her undergraduate degree in agricultural engineering from the University de Campinas or Unicamp as it is known and a master's degree from the University of Montpellier in France. Uh, she joined Monsanto in 1996 and in 2012, she was named uh, the head of sustainable agriculture, uh, on a global basis. And then in 2018, Bayer acquired Monsanto and she became Bayer's global lead for sustainable food systems. And in today's conversation, I you know, asked Gabby right out of the gate why we should trust Bayer to do the right thing by farmers, consumers, and the planet. And Gabby takes that question head on and leads with transparency and data, which are the foundations of trust. And we go on from there to talk about what bear is doing to support smallholder farms with sustainable agriculture, with technology, with education, Uh, around the world. We get into a host of discussions about, uh, climate and water and bees, uh, among other things. So I'm very grateful to Gabriella for coming on the podcast without further ado, my conversation with Gabriella Burian. Gabby, thank you for coming on the podcast.
1: Thank you, Michael. This is really a great opportunity. I really appreciate it.
0: So there's a ton of talk in agriculture in general that we're going to need to feed a lot more people on less land. And... You know, that means some say uh, the Food and Agriculture Organization, the UN say 70% by 2050. And either we're go- we're going to do that on the same land or we're going to have to cut down more forests, which doesn't seem like a great idea. Um, and so I, I want to get into all of that and everything that Bear is doing um, to help in that process. But I think we should first... Uh, Discuss some of the very poignant and important criticisms of industrial agriculture in general and of Bayer and its predecessor, Monsanto, in particular. And I would emphasize here to you and to my listeners that I am not a partisan in this debate. Uh, I would broadly adhere to what I think Ramiz Nam has said that. GMOs are neither planetary panacea or unbridled poison. They're going to land somewhere in the middle. And so, really, my first question to you, Gabby, is why should we trust Bayer to do the right thing by farmers, consumers, and planetary health?
1: Thank you, Michael. That's really perfect question to start this conversation. Appreciate this. Um, When we think about Our relation, let's say you and myself, or people generally speaking, one key point for trust is transparency, right? Is when we know exactly what the other person is doing and the reason why. When we can have a candid dialogue, then generally speaking, relate to the ag sector. I believe this is the point that we need to work more. There is a work to be done related to transparency and to dialogue. And the main reason why is because in the past, the sector was really more focused to deliver the products and the solutions to farmers only. Not paying attention, in fact, that the final customers were not only farmers, but the entire society. Then this, in fact, is something that we need to work more as a sector, making sure our conversation is a dialogue with the entire society, where we can answer all the questions and where we can address all the, the fears that are out there. Then there is a lot of work in terms of innovation and science base, And this is not always... Very well understood. Then we need to take time and have the transparent dialogue. This is really crucial. Uh, then one point that we have been doing at Bayer, specifically speaking now, is we we understand that this is a, something that we need to reinforce our work. Then we are committed. This is new. We launched this commitment uh, uh, some months ago, I would say, related to Transparent uh, of transparency of how the data relate to our products. Then, if you if you Google transparency buyer, you find where to find all the information related to products relate to things that normally we wouldn't uh, the sector wouldn't uh, wouldn't have this in a transparent way because it was understood as. Uh, Commercial competition, etc. Then, now our point is we need to ensure there is access to our data and everyone can uh, touch this and can have a good and fair conversation with our scientists and with everyone. This is the first point, and transparency is really crucial to make sure there is, and it's new. Then the conversation, the dialogue with society is really something that the sector as a whole and the Bayer, very specifically, we are working more. Second point is also how can we ensure sustain- sustainability totally connect to our business, to decision-making process, and again, ensuring people uh, see the governance and the accountability that we have. Then we are working very hard Uh, to connect those two pieces, profitability and sustainability. We are calling it the path to impact generator, to become an impact generator. It's like our products will necessarily be delivering sustainability and profit at the same time. Then this is transformational. There is a lot to be done in that regard. We are working hard uh, and uh, we are... Ensuring everyone can access uh, this process. And third piece, then, first piece, uh, transparency, second piece, uh, accountability and sustainability related products. And third piece, I would say, is collaboration. Then, this is something that we need to ensure we have others and uh, organizations that are respected to go with us in that journey. And we have been working with these two. Then, those are the Streaming points, and uh, two, what you mentioned in the beginning, all the innovations, and it uh, doesn't matter which innovation, we can always bring questions, discuss, and uh, ensure uh, the process is uh, well done in a way that we clarify everything that's related to each one of the innovations. Because, of course, you have the food, and the food is directly mm-hmm. related to us to who we are, to our culture, right? I'm Brazilian, then some foods for me are crucial and for you, not so much. Then we needed to ensure we respect each geography and each culture to so all this play a bigger role in the trust.
0: Thank you for that. And and I think if I, and I have looked at transparency.bear.com, it is a, it is a very good uh, good attempt um on your on the part of the company to get a consistent level of uh of dialogue out there with stakeholders and and look i believe in progress and you know i think you're you're acknowledging that there have been mistakes made and that the way forward is is through transparency and dialogue so i would definitely applaud that um you know what from a from a stakeholder standpoint broadly how are you what are you specifically doing and i and and by that i mean gabby in your role where do you where do you spend most of your time communicating talking
1: in terms of stakeholders and this is something that i'm personally passionate about. I uh, spend the majority of my time, in fact, in dialogue with organizations like the World Business Council for Sustainable Development, WBCSD, Uh, also World Economic Forum, WEF, and uh, finally, the third organization that I would mention here, like key stakeholders that with whom we have been talking a lot, is the Food Systems Dialogue. Uh, an, uh, an initiative, in fact, the Food Systems Dialogue, run by David Navarro, who is World Food Prize and uh, is now special involved for the COVID-19 tool. Then with all those organizations, the main point is how can we improve and uh, advance in a transparent way, collaboration to have a more sustainable food system overall, in across the world and for everyone. Then for Bayer, this is really part of our purpose: it's health for all, hunger for none. And we understand this is all, something that we can only achieve together with others. Right? There is no one organization that can ensure this will be achieved.
0: And could, could we talk a little in more detail about some of the initiatives that Bear is, uh, has put forward? I, I've seen things, there are a lot of things out, out on the site around climate, around education, uh, bees, uh, a big thing here in California, by the way, um, supply chain water. So, and then I do want to talk about COVID and, and, and how that has impacted uh, many, many aspects of sustainability. But could you first just give us a survey of what you're up to from a sustainable agriculture standpoint at Bayer?
1: For us, sustainable agriculture is crucial. It's the only way we can ensure we'll be increasing farmers' economic uh, viability, their well-being and at the same time ensuring we are preserving the environment. This is crucial because agriculture needs a healthy environment to survive. Then we really, this is part of our business in fact, agriculture business, the food production, we need the environment. Then we uh, define the commitment, then this would help us to uh, navigate all the teams that you mentioned. Our commitment is really Uh, very strong in terms of uh, environment and also in terms of societal targets. Then environment, we are working to reduce the impact of our crop protection by 30%. And our commitment is in fact that we are working to become carbon neutral in our own operations by 2030. 2030, because it's the year when we, as a society, we need to deliver the sustainable development goals. Then we are working to help this process, of course. Uh, Second point, then not only the carbon, but also there is the environmental footprint. That's also very important for us as a society, generally speaking. Then
0: we are working
1: to reduce uh, also the environmental footprint by 30%. By 2032, and finally, one very strong, and we are working hard with this one too. Is we are working to empower a hundred million smallholder farmers, and that this will be done improving access to knowledge related to agriculture, tailored solutions, then solutions that they can use for their specific reality. Uh, improving access to service, generally speaking, and partnership. Then why is that important is because more than 500 million smallholder farmers provide 80% of food for communities across the world. And this is really important to ensure that they have access now more than ever before. Then. The way we have been working with these, all those pieces is, first of all, education. Yes, you mentioned a little bit. Education is crucial. Um, we are working to ensure farmers have access to knowledge that enable them to run their business. And we can uh, mention some success. One important piece of this process is Bayer has also won Business called Climate Corporation, and Climate Corporation bring the digital innovation. Then we are working with some of those solutions to ensure those farmers have access to expertise, to insights, and they can understand what is the agronomic uh, suggestion for each part of their their field. Then there is uh, one that's Climate Farm Rise that's being implemented. Another interesting success is in India. In India, we are uh, enabling uh, also tools that can help farmers. And this has been used in like 10 states across India to access to what's necessary for the field, what's necessary in terms of agronomic and that they have more knowledge through their mobile. And uh, those are some uh, interesting topics that have been Uh, And we are improving more and more across this, especially southern and in the north for our adapted in our realities. Uh, You mentioned bees. Then bees, of course, it's crucial also for agriculture. And uh, we have a lot in that regard. And bees is part of the biodiversity main topic. We have a big, uh, a big uh, approach related to this topic. One interesting that has, in fact, access, and again, people can go at the website and find this, is the Healthy Hives 2020. Uh, in this one, there was invested the $1.3 million. And uh, what the, the partnership, it's a partnership with some nonprofits, so what uh, the goal was, in fact, to find out the true cost, to create the best management practices and to evaluate also what's the technology necessary to make sure these will be better managed. And finally, also access what are the honeybees, genetics for traits that are relevant in terms of uh, colony resistance to pest and disease. Then a lot of work being done in that regard. And uh, yes, yeah, a report, if you can go to website, you find the report out there already, and more to be done. In terms of uh, supply chain, supply chain also is another place where we have a big uh, commitment and work, in fact, going on now as we speak, related to sustainable supply chain. Then we join two industries the pharmaceutical supply chain initiative, and also another one that's called the Together for Sustainability. Um, and with them, we are working to establish new sustainability standards for the company's supply base. And at the same time, providing training. Then again, education being very important. We know we needed to audit, but at the same time, we needed to ensure people have access to what's necessary to deliver to reach customers and what's required now more than ever. Uh, in terms of water, a lot again, then not only in terms of our products, then we have products that are drought tolerant a lot of varieties, and at the same time, we are working with the management, then new, uh, new management practices help farmers to reduce water use, and these help their, uh, they to be more uh, able to better perform with their crops. Then we are working, though we have a lot of examples also in terms of new varieties and new technology that helps. To reduce the water use, and this has been very important, uh, both in my country, Brazil, and here in United States, in Africa. In Africa, we have a very interesting one one example that's water efficiency maze for Africa. This was is a partnership with Gates Foundation. Then now delivering. Uh, the final product after 10 years of work, research, and a big team working on that, we are very happy to have uh, products available for smallholder farmers in Africa for their reality. Then, yes, a lot being done, more to be done, but yes, we are happy because the, everything that we are mentioning is really very integrated with our path for sus- being more and more sustainable agriculture.
0: Gabby, maybe just to shift gears and let's talk about what's going on with COVID. And, you know, I think we've all observed the the risks and the weaknesses uh, emerging in our globally connected agricultural supply chains as the result of COVID. Uh, Bayer does have a very uh, excellent updated, regularly updated page on what it's doing in COVID. Could you just quickly... Summarize for us some of the some of your views on that, and maybe just what do you think the big lessons and issues around COVID will be in sustainable agriculture?
1: Yeah, sure, with pleasure. And you said very well, we are Bayer is working night and day related to COVID, both in the pharmaceutical, consumer health, and agriculture sector. Then how those three sectors help us to deliver the health for all hunger for known, And in the times of uh, challenge like this, like the COVID, it's very clear to see uh, that we need to work still more, right? Because, uh, of course, during this period is when the health and the food are critical, especially for those more vulnerable populations. Then what we are doing is, first of all, ensuring our employees, supply chains, and communities where we work are well, safe, and they receive all the human rights that are necessary to go through this period. And this is one big piece for us that's uh, short term. Then, yes, we are providing tests, we are providing masks, we are providing medicines. And at the same time, in the food sector, we are helping to ensure, for instance, trades. Our farmers need to be able to uh, send their goods across the borders. Then this is one piece that we need to work and we are working with a lot of collaborations. And in the other side, we consumers, we need to get what the farms are producing. Then we are working to produce the seeds and all the products, the innovation that farms need now, and working also with governments and collaborations to let them know that borders need to allow goods and workers for that mothers to go and uh, ensure food will be there for next. Uh, always, in effect but uh, we need the producing food cannot stop due to this challenge that we are facing now. Then one is this short term working to ensure COVID will not uh, be a worse risk than it has been already, ensuring food production is there. Second point is we need to ensure innovation is out there and is enabling farmers to produce better, better and to ensure the safety of what they are producing. Then this is something that we are also reinforcing across the world, and farmers need to see what's the importance related to, you know, uh, what's the importance related to safety and how they need to produce their food. Veggies are very important, uh, and uh, we have uh, a lot related to to ensuring that farmers are producing in a safe manner. Then sustainable innovation, we are working a lot, uh, also across the board, and finally, the piece related to resilience, global food systems. Then we are collaborating a lot with other organizations. That is the part related to market access that we mentioned a little bit. That is also the part related to nutrition, safety, and the supply chain as a whole. Then how can we help these to uh, go ahead? overcoming those challenges that farmers are facing now, and the workers also. Then this is where we are working with collaborations like World Business Council for Sustainable Development or the Economical Forum and Food Systems Dialogue, ensuring partners from organizations, in fact, from across different areas, then not only business, but also governments, also universities, can come together and find solutions. For one very good example is this, uh, the border. How can we ensure that workers will go uh, work in a different country where they are needed? How can we ensure goods are being also transported? Then all this is our focus now. And in parallel, of course, working tireless to produce, to enable our farmers to have access to products.
0: And what predictions do you have for the world after COVID? Any thoughts there?
1: Yes, that's a very good point, in fact. Uh, I believe there will be a big transformation, right? We all, I believe we all are seeing already that not only the way we work, but the way we produce our food, the way... We decide, we make our decisions. Some key points where we are seeing are the connection, right? Then the connection between China and us and our food and the, the supermarket. Then all this connection, and the one piece that I would add is the question about mo- most vulnerable people, then seeing how challenged those people are f- are being now during this period then the way we'll be going after this period in my opinion is really a more uh, digital production in in food too then going why is that because then this would allow more transparent uh, information then we all can know where this is being produced how this has been produced and ensuring that there is more science as a base then science is also something that we have been all discussing a lot uh, and then what i would say is mainly speaking uh, many organizations are using and that we are among those are using this period to rethink how Can we be more transformational after the challenge that we are facing now to avoid those kind of risks? Then, of course, investors also will be more and more asking for sustainability uh, performance in terms of uh, reducing their risk. Then we will see certainly a lot of uh, uh, different uh, way of doing business after this period. And uh, one piece that I love is the fact that we are all, each one of us, in fact, seeing the possibility to become leaders in what we do, leaders in a different way to go ahead, and leaders also in challenge uh, the way we have been doing as a society. Then it's certainly... A very interesting period a challenge, of course, but uh, also very interesting, enabling everyone that can stand up to stand up and to say, I can do more, I can do different. How and, uh, How can we go ahead uh, after this period, during this period and after this period uh, to make a difference and uh, make sure we include all in this society. To have less resilience and less risk. We are all codependent, right? Then it's certainly a period that requires a lot of us, but we can see it as now some opportunity to make different. Then and in terms of uh, Bayer, bear, I would say the same. We are standing up and from, from our CEO to our to everyone, to our teams. Everyone is really standing up and it's been impressive to see uh, how transformational you can be with our business, with ourselves and with our collaboration. Then important period and more to come for sure. Time for dialogue. Thanks so much for this opportunity, Michael. This is really what we need at this
0: period. You bet, Gabby. Thank you very much for coming on the podcast. We're going to have to leave it there, but really appreciate your time today.
1: Thank you. Thank you so much.
0: The Purposing Podcast is a production of Actual Agency, helping innovators communicate in a changing world. More at www.actual.agency.